You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. Today's episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is brought to you by Matt N., Al White, Charles, Watch for Zombies, and Mondo. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. Hey there, lovelies, and thanks for joining us on the 233rd episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites, and also TV series. <laughs> series. <laughs> I'm Amy. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm Carly. Jesus. Wow, Carly. Did I throw you off? Yeah, I, I added was, something new in there, and it's just it threw you right off. I was really excited about serieses, and Seri- I forgot my name, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Listener request month is over, Carly. We're done with it. All Bye. done. If you, a dear listener, made a request and we did not cover it yet, don't worry. Fear not. We're going to add it on our Wheel of Terrors, and maybe we'll get to it a little later on this year. Yeah. Uh, On today's episode, though, we'll be discussing the first four episodes of the super creepy French series, Marianne. It's true. And as a reminder, we do tend to spoil things. So continue at your own risk. Again, we will only be discussing episodes one through four. So if you've only gotten that way or that far, you're good. Um, No, nothing to fear. If you haven't watched one through four, I definitely recommend checking it out. Marianne is available exclusively on Netflix. So make sure to uh, to check it out before continuing, especially if you are spoiler sensitive. It's true. My apologies if you can hear a helicopter in the background. They are apparently searching for someone. They're searching for Amy. In the near vicinity of my house. They're like, where is she? (laughs) Where is she in her new couch? They're looking, but they can't find me. I'm hidden. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Before we jump into today's uh, discussion on Mary Ann, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, just Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's directed by David Blue Garcia, who previously directed a film called Tejano, and it's the only film he's ever directed. And it's written by Chris Thomas Devlin. This is his first writing credit. Uh, There's additional writing credits given to uh, Fede Alvarez and Roto Sayahuez. Nailed it. I'm I'm not good with the Spanish names, but I try. Um, They both wrote... Uh, Don't Breathe, and the Evil Dead remake. The IMDb summary is after nearly 50 years in hiding, Leatherface returns to terrorize a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his carefully shielded world in a remote Texas town. 50 years! 50! 50 years, Carly. 5-0. Hasn't aged today. How old is Leatherface then? (laughs) He's still as robust as can be. How how old is he? How old? 90. At least 70, <laughs> right? At the yes. very least. At the very least. He's 70. You wouldn't think it by looking at him. 
or watching except, him move in any way. Except for his face is very saggy. His <laughs> other face. What, what are we doing? What are what what is this? <laughs> Your guess is as good as mine. I don't know about you, but when I was watching this, I had a very strong reaction. Oh my I muted myself so you couldn't hear me. <laughs> Which was probably a good thing, or it could have been a topic for discussion. But I got emotional. And the thing By is, emotional, do you mean angry? Because that's what I got. It was There was definitely elements of anger. Also, notes of confusion. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And just a hint. Like yeah. an, after, an aftertaste. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the thing is, so I've been seeing stuff about this trailer all day. Um, not any reviews or anything or, you know, levels of excitement, but just like that it exists. True. And I read, you know, I saw like, oh, Sally's coming back or whatever. And I was like, that's exciting. And then I but watched it. But it's not it. Sally. And then <laughs> I watched it. Different actress. <laughs> and I was like, um, Why? Why is this happening? Why is this happening to my favorite horror movie? I just don't. I don't. We don't need this. No. We already have so many Texas Chainsaw Massacres. And really, arguably, two of them are worth watching. Yeah. In my opinion. Three, maybe. Maybe. If you're like a fan of that remake they made in early 2000s, I am personally am not, but I know that there are people that like it. Wait, which we're not talking about the we're talking about the Jessica Biel one, not the. Yes. OK. Gotcha. I don't know where any of the other ones. I stopped watching after that one. You know why? Because I don't care. I don't need another one. You're not no. going to be better than the original. No. And the older it gets, the grittier and scarier it is. We don't need more. It's it's still fucking terrifying. And you can't make one that's scarier. I'm sorry. It you is can't. haunting. It <laughs> is so terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> when I will never... Seeing this movie in theaters or when I saw it in the cemetery and everything was really loud, like with a crowd, oh God. was absolutely horrifying. Yeah. The score combined with the visuals, it was done perfectly. Yeah. And this looks like a mess. Okay. Well, let's rewind and talk about what we're watching here. So this trailer, it's very Leatherface focused, which... I get it. Like, he's the one that does a lot of the murder. But I don't... Like, this isn't Leatherface. Leatherface no. isn't Jason. Why is Leatherface Jason all of a sudden? <laughs> I don't know. And it also, the, like, when they're going at the town, I guess, in the opening, I was giving me, like, House of Wax vibes. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, why are they going into a stranger's house that's obviously, like, very lived in? Like... Yeah, like there. It's not <laughs> that like in town, the original. Is that the same set from 
from uh, House of Wax because I, mean, I thought it, the same thing. It yeah, looks it, exactly like it. It really looks like it. But it's not like in the original, at least, like everything's very decrepit. Like there's bird feathers everywhere. Yes. Like You're like, well, maybe someone doesn't live here because this is really dirty. But like this house looked like someone lived there. And I was like, what are these kids doing that they're like walking around? But it's like they're trying. It's like they're doing with Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like what they're doing, what they did with Halloween. Yeah. Except that. It, it's too close to what Halloween is. Like, we have our mm-hmm. final girl coming back for revenge. And we have, like, uh, he has, like, a vendetta against certain people. Like, this is not, this is, like, know your villain. Yes. This yes. is not who Leatherface is. Leatherface isn't really the scary one. Like no. The family. It's the family. The family is, t- uh, by far... I you I feel like I could at least try and win Leatherface over. I what the cousin the 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 grandpa I'm not getting anywhere near any of these the people. The hitchhiker no. still terrifies me. No, like absolutely not. No, <laughs> I can't. And oh my god, I swear to God, when they were on the bus and all pulled out their fucking phones, I almost threw up on my keyboard. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, you're gonna be canceled, bro!" Oh my god, I was, no. Ugh. I'm literally like my gag reflex so is triggered cringe. right now. <laughs> I'm cringing. I'm, I'm. It's disgusting. I hate it. I'm there so disappointed. N- there's no redeemable qualities in this trailer. I. I mean, and if they had, it's just so weird to me that we're gonna be like. Let's do a Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake and have very few names attached to it mm-hmm. in terms of writing and directing. Like, granted, we have story by, you know, the guys that did Don't Breathe and and and, and that's all well and good. But like the screenplay is done by a guy who never wrote a screenplay before, as far as I can see from his IMDb credits. And this director who only did one other movie that I'd never heard of. It seems weird. Like, usually they'll at least try and pull a team in like they did with Pet Cemetery. You know what I mean? Where we Mm -hmm. have, like, someone who did a horror movie that people like to try to pull in an audience. It just, I don't know what what the goal is here. Like, (laughs) it's to disappoint me. I just, like, I don't know who thought this project was a good idea. Whoever it was wasn't someone who actually likes horror movies, I don't think. <laughs> it feels like it's just a money grab. It it 100% that's exactly what it feels It doesn't like. feel like someone who loves and respects no, respects the franchise or the the original at all. No. It's upsetting to to be just frank. If you had to guess what the budget is for this movie, I don't know because it's Netflix. So like I know that they like usually put put the dollars, you know. Yeah. I don't know. 20 million <laughs> estimated. Look, I know people that can do a lot more with a lot less. I oh, am. Yeah. Agreed. Especially for it this. It looks like it, it looks too expensive. The best part about Texas Chainsaw Massacre is that it doesn't look expensive. Yeah. It's supposed to be gritty as fuck. That's what makes it scary. 
This was I mean, filmed the newer in ones Bulgaria. This was filmed gritty. in Bulgaria. That's too fancy for Texas. <laughs> Sorry. I was born in Texas. It's fine. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm Guys, just not. No. Nope. I'm, I'm a little upset. I almost Good. lost my dinner that I just ate. <laughs> Oh, this originally had different directors. And then they were like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. But I don't know these guys either. Well, they had the good sense to walk away. I don't know. I don't I know who these so guys are either. I haven't seen it, but I'm definitely going to be a little trash, trash talk. I got to see trash it, talk. but I'm not watching it at the theater. God damn it. It's oh, not I'm watching happen. it when it's released on Netflix from my... My very own bed with popcorn and, like, me being able to yell expletives at the TV. By the way, I will say that the reason original Sally isn't in this is because she passed away, not because she didn't want to. Apparently, she passed away in 2014. I didn't know that. Oh. So that's why she's not coming back as Sally. I figured Uh, it had to be something like that because that's, like... They would have probably done anything to get her if she were still around. Yeah. Well, that's awful. I'll also be texting you. Yeah. Okay. I'll be like, I feel like we need to do an episode on it. Maybe a round table. Get a bunch of people in on it. That could be fun. It could be fun, right? I mean, it's a good runtime, an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. So. At least I'm not sitting through two hours of that. No, it'll be a, it'll be a quick Oh, it's soon. February 18th. Did you say that? Did I miss it? I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't write it down. I didn't even think about it. So (laughs) thanks, Carly. Hey, February 18th, we'll be discussing this picture. Mm. Isn't that next week? Or the week following? It's the week after. So that could be our our next. Oh, God. Because we have this episode and then the next episode, right? <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's usually how it works. Usually there's an episode and then there's one after it. Oh, no, it can't be that one because the 18th is that Friday. So okay. there'll be one more and then that one. We'll okay. schedule it in, though, guys. We'll pencil it in. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> People are like, what the fuck is she I don't know. I can, barely, I can barely follow it myself, guys. Guys, okay. this is how my brain has been all day today. I'm, I'm at 11. But, like, my body can't catch up to my brain. Sure, sure, sure. So this well, is going to be a wild ride is basically what I'm saying. Why don't you uh, go ahead and introduce the series we're going to be discussing today? Okay, I can do that for you. Awesome. <clears throat> we are going to be discussing Marianne from 2019, directed by Samuel Bowden, who also did Cobweb, written by Samuel Bowden and Kwok Deng Tran. The IMDb summary is, when a famous horror writer goes back to her hometown, she finds out that the evil spirit that plagues her dreams is also there in real life. Episode one. Oh, sorry. No, go, please. Do your great job. I was in a groove. I love it. I just needed a dramatic pause. Sorry. Episode one, Tule, is it Reves? Reves. Or your dreams, or in your dreams. The IMDb summary is, Lord back to her hometown, a famous horror writer discovers that the evil spirit who plagues her dreams is now wreaking havoc in the real world. 
So this was a rewatch for me. This entire series is a rewatch. You originally watched a few of the episodes, right? And then, but you didn't finish it. So Correct. This is, but you're rewatching the first few episodes. Do you remember how far you got the first time you watched? I've watched the first episode a couple times. Because okay. whenever I like would go to watch it, I would always watch the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think I think I really only made it through the second episode and then the beginning of the third. Okay. But those both, I think I only watched once. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you didn't get to the meat and bones. No. You didn't get to the good the good stuff. No. I mean, I think the series starts off with a bang and then it kind of fizzles out a little bit and then I feel like the last four episodes are like really drag you in. Like once you hit those... Well, you yeah, and just I think that's going. why, right? That's yeah. why I never got super far because yeah, when I watched the, the first episode is hands down the, one of the scariest pieces of television I've ever seen. It's so good. It's and so then ter- the, Why is the first episode so fucking scary? It's terrifying, even compared to the rest of the episodes, yeah. like when it, you know, gets really moving. Yeah. Um, it's still like just, it will give you nightmares. There is yeah. some really messed up stuff that happens. Yeah. That's like, what is happening? I need to know more. Yeah. Um, but I think that in the second episode always loses me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, is the third episode the one where she that we meet her friends? I think it's episode two when we meet her friends. Oh, but like the the friends episode isn't there like. One that you kind we'll of, have to go through my anyway. notes. We'll have to start at the beginning <laughs> and then work our way up to that point. It's been a minute. Um, <laughs> I also have notes, actually. They're very loose notes. Sure. <laughs> I've got them. Um, but yeah, this first episode, man. Well, let's start. Let's start it, with just crazy. the first for now because no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. But I, I will say that this... I agree. This is the scare. This is not only the scariest episode of the series, it's also one of the scariest things on television I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the lady that is first inhabited by Marianne? Yeah. Oh my, where did they find her? Because I don't she, know. She's amazing. She should just be the ghost in everything. <laughs> Because she, she's so scary. She is. And it doesn't do a, there's not a lot of special effects, but the special effects they do are very successful with mm-hmm. the enlarged eyes. Um a little later on in the series, um, when we get to see like the demon face that Marianne makes with the tongue sticking out is oh also very terrifying. It almost kind of reminds me of like um Large Marge from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. yes like it's it's not it it looks kind of almost claymation-y like and i don't know if it's just because i'm relating it to that but the eyes kind of bug out and the tongue kind of rolls out and you're like oh god yeah or like even beetlejuicy (laughs) oh yeah a little beetlejuicy but it's so dark yeah that it's even though it's kind of cartoony it's less cartoony than those examples right but it is reminiscent of those examples. I think it just makes it scarier, honestly, because it's like the things that scared you as a kid coming back and scaring you again as an adult. Yeah. So I think it's really brilliant. Um, there's a lot of 
connections to things I found scary as a kid. There's a lot of like Stephen King feels with like the small beach town Mm -hmm. you know it's very dark and gloomy you know there's a kid in a rain jacket poking a dead bird with a stick which just feels very it Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot of like it feels with it with the the kids and the the lighthouse gang yeah 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 um and it's just it's a lot of fun but it's also very serious and downright scary sometimes so this movie has or this show has definitely played tricks on me. If you binge it, you might, you know, you know, you might be sitting sitting around at night in the dark trying to fall asleep and think you see a Marianne in the corner staring at you with her giant glowy eyes. Oh you my know? god, no thank you. It'll 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 get in your head a little bit for sure. Opening that door with her oh. her fingers, just her fingers. So many times we have this scene of her opening doors with her fingers curling around the edge and the creaking and the, the it, it doesn't matter how many times they do it it's always very effective every time yeah it's and i not, love the, like it's the not anything new it's just so well done mm-hmm. the angles the camera angles so when she's looking at the mirror and then she's looking back at the thing and then yes. she's looking at the mirror and you're like oh man Yes. She's in for it. If you're the type of person that finds it very scary in movies when there's someone crawling around the room when you're in bed, this is going to freak you out for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is That's one of my favorite horror scares. Um, I never get tired of it when it's done really well. I think some of the scariest scenes, you know, I've ever seen are... Mm-hmm are like the kind of you're in bed and scared kind of thing. Think of like the Babadook does it a lot, right? Yeah. Who else does it? Um, um, Anything for Jackson, actually. Mm-hmm. There's a couple, there's a really good scene with that. Um, And then maybe uh, Tale of Two Sisters has a really good one. There's a lot of, you know, movies, and I think some of the scariest movies that really accomplish this same kind of scare. Marianne does it over and over again very successfully very successfully and there's just like elements of it so basically our story is emma Mm -hmm. who is an author Mm -hmm. and she we meet her on her book tour for her supposed final the final chapter of her horror uh of her horror series and um she just seems so so happy to be done with this series yeah. that at her reading, she's literally reading like the last chapter of her book. And they're like, it's so mean, by the way, they're like, we what the fuck? And she's like, well, you told me to read my favorite part. <laughs> like she's ready to be done. Yeah. Uh, with this story. And everyone wants her to continue. And it mm-hmm. seems like she's ending on kind of a cliffhanger, but she's like, I don't care. I'm done. Yeah. She says she wants to write something real. She doesn't want to write something scary. She wants to write something, you know, meaningful to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know. I can kind of, I could kind of understand that. She's a young woman. She's in her like, what? She couldn't be more than 25 years old, right? Mm-hmm. They're young. They're they're in their mid to late 20s. And she, you know, she's been writing this since she was a kid. She wants to be done with it. She wants yeah. to write something that's her own, that's different. And and that's fair. I mean, you know, you grow out of things. Um, 
she's not the most lovable character, especially at the beginning. Yeah, so she Emma has an alcohol problem. She doesn't treat her like people obviously care about her, but she just does not treat anybody with respect. She pushes everyone away. Um, And she's so she's an alcoholic, but she's also obviously very successful. So she kind of just has gotten into the habit of treating people around her like shit, but also like that they just all owe her things. Yeah. Like she treats her assistant Camille. Is that her name? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cam Cam. <laughs> Cam Cam. Um, as just like, I want to go out, so you're going to come with me. And she's like, no. And she's like, no, but you are. Like, you can't say no to me. Like, she just expects everybody to she kind of She kind of blackmails her a little bit. Like, I'm going to. She 100% does. Yeah. Like, you're going to lose your job if you don't go out with me tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, her, her boyfriend breaks up with her on a freaking note because she sucks and breaks every date she makes with him. And. Mm-hmm. She's just she's a selfish jerk who drinks yes. too much, basically. Yes. Um, and we know this off the bat from her, and it stands true for the majority of the series. Um, but there's still something likable um about her. And I even though everything she does, I'm like, you're being a jerk. There's still something kind of lovable about her. So they do a good job of that. Where you don't completely hate her, you just hate what she's doing. <laughs> And you know that something happened in her past that made her like this, you know? Totally. I think that's the thing. I know for me, I didn't necessarily like her at the beginning, but I was also like, but what, but why are we like this? You know, like there was, there's something underlying. You can tell that she doesn't really want to be alone. The reason why she's drinking, obviously, is because of shit that's happened to her in the past and she's just trying to cope and... Especially so she's at a book signing and a childhood friend who looks like she has seen better days shows up. Or Caroline. Caroline. (laughs) (laughs) This is in French, by the way. Did we mention it's in French? I don't think we did. It's French. (laughs) It's super French. You got to read it or no French. It's so French. Yeah. Um, And is like, you have to come back to your hometown my yeah. like has her her mom is the one that is currently inhabited by marianne and she says my mom wants to give you this and proceeds to pull out of her backpack the most disgusting thing i've ever seen <laughs> it is a pouch made of skin filled with teeth and nail clippings. And nail clippings. And, and 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 tied into a parcel with hair. And she touches it. Yeah. <laughs> I think she thinks it's fake. Are so you have you to understand, kidding? like, Emma's been writing this book series, and she thinks, or is she, making up these stories, right? But, you know, and this is what the witch Marianne in her in her novels this is what the what the witch does she creates these little parcels and she hangs them around where she does her spells she's a witch she's evil she does that so when she's handed this parcel she could have easily thought oh okay that's you know someone made a prop how fun because you could see that happening right maybe a fan creates a prop for a movie or something they like and it's creepy but you know would not sure, touch it with my hands. Well, I don't think she was expecting it to be actual skin. 
I think she realized it was skim when it was like maybe too late. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, God, get her security. Yeah. So get Caroline, Caroline tries to get Emma to come back to, to the hometown. Um, she says, my mom wants to see you. She keeps saying she's Marianne. She's not well. You need to come and talk to her. Um, and Emma just kind of said, no, like, it's great to see you. I hope you're doing well. I hope the crew's doing well, but I'm not coming back there ever. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the next day, Caroline hangs herself in front of everybody in this giant building. Um, it's a crazy building, by the way, like, it's like one of those buildings where it's super tall, but like the whole middle is open all the way to the top. Yeah. You know, so she hangs herself from like a higher floor, but you can see her from the the first floor or the ground floor of the building. Uh, it's very crazy. And, and she basically tells Emma, like, give my mom back this necklace. It's a cross, right? It's a crucifix necklace, I think. Yes, I think so. So then Emma feels like she needs to go back, right? She needs to go back for Caroline's funeral and she needs to go back to give her mom Caroline's dying wish was to have her mom have this necklace. So that's how we get Emma back in town. And Cam Cam comes with her oh, assistant. Cam Cam. She's too I love, sweet. I know. I love a Cam Cam. She, she should have not like to be called Cam Cam. She, she should not have stuck around as long as she did. Oh my gosh. We should if, count the way the many how many times Cam Cam should have left. <laughs> you know when she should have left? What? When they're at Marianne's house. Yeah. <laughs> That's that would have been it for me. That would have uh, been it. Okay, so we know. Okay, we get some rules, or not some rules, just some background about Marianne. We find out Marianne is a witch. Marianne is the wife of a demon. She has no body, so she enters your soul and warps your body. Uh, and But she cannot lie about her name. If you ask her if she's Marianne, she has to say yes. Mm-hmm. So if that's how you know. So that's Marianne convenient. Is, it's, it's helpful. Yeah. It's, it's really all you got. Yeah. Because she you know, disguises herself when she wants to pretty well. She does. But a lot of the times it feels it feels like she just wants to scare the crap out of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Marianne's main objective is to get Emma to write. She wants Emma to keep writing. She left Emma alone. Emma was having dreams when she was a little girl of Marianne. She stopped when Emma started writing because... Emma was teaching the world about Marianne. Marianne was able to scare people without having to actually scare them. Right? And mm-hmm. then, you know, when Emma announces that she's not going to write anymore, I think Marianne has a little bit of an issue with that. And I think she kind of helps to create this issue. So she lures Emma back. Now Emma's meeting with Caroline's mom, who is Marianne at the moment, and she is fucking creepy. <laughs> She's I think we get, terrifying. Do we get a good three episodes of this yes, woman playing Marianne? We do. And she is just, like you said, Carly, she is just stellar. She is creepy. She Her face acting is so oh. scary. It's um, so scary. And like, to the point so where just I wouldn't want to be alone with this actress in a room at all. 
Like, I'm sure she's a lovely woman, (laughs) but I'm terrified of her. Oh, my God. If I had to be opposite her in a scene, (laughs) I would be like, I can't. I can't. I'm scared. I'm going to cry. I just keep writing. Oh, my God. She's so scary. Oh, my God. She's so creepy. It's like the one one of my very few notes that old lady is terrifying. She's so scary. Okay, so let's let's move a little quicker. So, you know, they go to they go to Marianne's house. Her and Cam Cam go to Marianne's house. That's their first step when they get into town. And Marianne is just off a rocker. The place is a mess. She has multiple copies of every book that Emma's written. And she starts telling i don't know what she does but she's like pees herself and grabs cam cam's hands and makes her feel her pee and that would have like, been it for me guys i would have been out uh, you're on your own emma <laughs> i'm taking the car and emma just thinks okay she's just she's off a rocker she's going crazy like she doesn't think she's marianne she just thinks she's uh, a little looney tunes and read her books a few too many times right mm-hmm. and she tells her you know you should keep writing, and also you should maybe you should go check on your parents. Yeah. And when Emma gets to her parents' house, there's a fucking parcel, the little skin Ugh. bag, filled with shit, hanging from Ugh. her parents' doorknob. Fuck no. 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 Where is she getting the skin? That's what I want to know. I mean, we'll find out. Cause that's a big. That's a big piece. It's a lot. They're big pieces of skin. They're not small pieces of skin. Because they have to hold teeth and nail clippings. Yeah. And get wrapped. It's like a big square. It's a huge square. It's like a handkerchief size square. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. No. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. But they get to the parents' house and they're having sex and they're fine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) They're having a good time in the hallway. Spoiler alert, it's not scary. It's just your parents having sex, which is its own kind of scary. Yeah. But not this kind of scary. <laughs> which will scar you in a different way. Correct. And they have like a nice evening dinner. And Cam Cam and Emma are having their little sleepover on their little day bed trundle bed <laughs> combo. And I don't think I'd be able to sleep with that lighthouse situation. No, I think I'd be fine with it. I'd need a face mask. Oh, I'm okay with lights while I sleep. I really? would just turn away from it. Yeah, I'd be Even fine. when it's like... <laughs> yeah, because when your eyes are closed, you can't see light. You can see the like... If you're staring at it, but if you're turned to the other way, you're not going to be able to see it. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> just so saying. anyway, Cam Cam goes down to go to the bathroom. Oh my God, and one of the scariest things of all time. And... <laughs> By the way, this bathroom, it's a closet. It's it a closet a, with yes. a toilet. And and the handle starts jiggling when she's in the bathroom. She's like, sorry, I'm in here. And then the jiggling stops. And she's like, all right. And then she sees mom wandering around naked. And then dad just fucking comes up and attacks her, right? Mm-hmm. And then mom throws up on the floor in the, in the foyer. Yeah. And then they disappear into the night. Yeah. <laughs> the alarm goes off. Emma runs out to find her parents. End scene. End first episode. So good. It will haunt you. You know what? I think the beginning of episode two is also needs to be included in some of the scariest pieces. I agree. It's very (laughs) haunting. Red lights. You're in hell. 
<laughs> so let's let's jump into episode two. Say costume, maybe? Uh aka tradition, aka what Carly, what do you think that says? It's a custom. It's a custom. Uh the IMDB <laughs> summary is while a quirky police invest Inspector, sorry, not investigator, uh, digs into her parents' case. Emma drags Camille back to Caro's home and reconnects with the rest of her old crew. Caro is what they call Caroline. Yes. Um, okay. So the beginning, this whole beginning sequence. <laughs> is haunting. It's the scariest part, right? I think yeah. this might be the scariest part of the whole series. So... Emma's outside trying to find her parents because they disappeared into the night. The alarm's going off. The security alarm's going off because her parents set it off. And the phone starts ringing. And it's really loud and jarring because you forget how horrible landline phone ringing is. (laughs) Yes. So she answers the phone and they're like, oh, we're the security company. Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, we're okay. Uh, And she's like, okay, are, are all the doors closed? She's like no uh no one is open they're like okay go close it and she's like really like i don't, I don't want to close she's it. like i don't want to go anywhere yeah if she's we're being like honest. no thanks i'm terrified right now yeah no, uh, and they're you. like no really go and close it so she's like okay so she like runs to the door and closes it like you are a kid when you turn off the light and run to your bed you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it reminds me of she's terrified she runs she closes she locks it and she goes okay i did it and they go Okay, great. Uh, Now turn around. (laughs) And that's when I start to cry. No. (laughs) No. Why are you telling me to turn around, lady? Oh, she's like, are are, are you what? Okay. Uh, Are you sure? She she goes, is anyone there? And she goes, no. And they go, are you sure? (laughs) Look closer. And you're like, I'm sorry, what? Look in the corner. (laughs) No, thank you. Fucking terrifying. It's so scary and so good. And in the corner, in the corner, you see Carol's mom with the eyes and the, oh, no, no, Mm -mm. mm-mm, mm-mm. Get out of there. It's so scary. Leave town immediately. And then Emma Emma arrives after coming inside from looking for her parents and Marianne disappears. But holy shit. Holy, holy shit. No, no, mm -mm, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. I think at one point Emma sees her dad, right? But then he disappears and she, he says, right. He just yells at her to write and then disappears. Yeah. So Marianne has started the the threats and basically says, right. And and basically the entire, the entire series is basically trying to get Emma to write or else Marianne is going to torture her and her family and her friends. Yes. And that's, that's basically it. <laughs> That's basically the entire premise of everything. That's every episode. That's all Marianne wants. That's all she cares about. Because when Emma's writing, Marianne can can kind of just do whatever she wants. Oh, my God. That's so scary, though. Okay, so in this series, we meet the inspector who is um, from a neighboring town. He doesn't he's not like a policemen for the town they're in because they don't have an inspector in the town they're in and he's a huge fan of Emma's apparently so he's taken it upon himself to help find her parents and um you know says he's a fan wants her autograph and she's like listen I will give you your autograph once you find my family 
And what luck that this is the inspector put on the case. I mean, he did say that he, like, chose it. No, but he chose it. Yeah. yeah. He he heard about it and was like, fuck yeah, I'm doing this. <laughs> but lucky that someone in the force. Because yeah. could you imagine just a, a normal investigator being sent on we this? We definitely don't need a normal investigator for this case. <laughs> no. no. He's the perfect investigator for the, pa- he, for the place. Yes. He's what we need. He's great. Very fun. I mean, he's willing to do the dirty work. He's willing to go to the occult shop. He doesn't give a fuck. Oh, he's Let's go in to it. the occult shop. And, fig- and here's, a, here's a little parcel guy mm-hmm. at the occult shop. Tell me what's that. And he's like, don't fucking put that in my face. <laughs> and he's like, just one more thing. What is this? <laughs> he's don't like, I'm going to leave. Here. Could you imagine carrying that around? No. Get your black magic out of here. <laughs> 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 oh god oh and there was a scene where Marianne was cutting her arm and like sawing it oh. no 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 mm. Mm. there's lots <sighs> of good scares in this one this is a good episode for sure it's true. I, not a ton um, is happening I feel like we're we, in, we're we meet Emma's friends Yeah, we have um I don't know if the funeral... I don't think the funeral's till the next episode. It might be in this episode. I think it's in this episode because we meet her friends, but she doesn't connect with them until after the funeral. Yeah. And then they all go to the beach, I think. Right. So, yeah, Emma's friend... So, um... Great friends. Emma tries to break into Caro's house, Mm -hmm. and Emma catches... Or, um, Marianne catches up. She's driving and she's like, get in. And then they went to the funeral together. And then she spit. She spits on her daughter's corpse in the casket. Just like she spit on the dead bird in the street. I don't know what she had, what she what's with her in the spitting on the dead things. But it's not good. No, can't be a good omen. I don't think that's a good thing. But this is after the funeral, you know, they all meet up at this little boat that's shipwrecked on the side of the beach. And this is where they used to hang out as kids. There's carvings in the old boat from when they were kids. And they called themselves the shipwreck crew. And so they're all there. They're all drinking the same disgusting alcohol they drank as kids and mourning their dead friend. So we meet Selby short for Sebastian, I think, and that's her ex-boyfriend from when they were kids. Yes, and everybody was in love with Emma, apparently. Yes, yes. So Selby is now married and has a child on the way, and then we have Aurora, who was her friend that had a mohawk when she was a kid, a little badass, Mm -hmm. and she's all grown up and obviously has been through some shit. (laughs) As we will learn. She's kind of quiet and untrusting, I feel like, especially when we first meet her. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, they kind of had a difficult thing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll find more about that later. And then we have Arnaud and Tonio or Torio? Tonio? I don't remember. I can't read my notes very well. Uh, And they're like brothers that also loved Emma. Yeah. And the younger one still does. Yes think they all still do a little bit yeah um so we don't know a lot about the history but we started to get little glimpses um you know they're telling cam cam things about when they were younger about how emma wrote an article about 
how her mothers are awful, <laughs> which, yikes. And they send her a copy of it. They're just carrying around copies of this freaking article Emma wrote when she was a kid. And it's apparently awful. Yeah, it's, we only hear like like snippets. It seemed like she had a very good mother and had a good mm-hmm. relationship with her mother, but she wrote this really awful article about her mother that was heartbreaking, um, literally to everybody. Apparently, and um, was a really big deal. Um, but Emma decides to write again to get her parents back. So she does write a little bit. Um, and then they find mom walking through the town, all out of it with a bunch of symbols carved on her her body. Yeah. End of episode. Naked. So we meet the friends and mom comes back because Emma wrote a little bit. Correct. And I like the friends. Yeah, the friends are great. I mean, we really need them. We yeah. really need them. And yeah. they do a good job of um, making Emma more human. Yes. I mean, we see more of her that we haven't seen yet. We see we start to see some of her vulnerabilities. And she starts to feel very self-conscious about, especially the article. She doesn't want Cam to read the article. She doesn't want Cam to think less of her, which is funny because... It's not like she's ever been nice to Cam anyway. <laughs> right. Um, but, but it's like, yeah. you can tell that she doesn't feel good about it. Right. She's right. very self-conscious about it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Then we go into episode three. Yep. Je ne suis pas un cadeau, which uh, Netflix translates into not e- an easy person. But I think it's... I am not a gift. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I really like the the poet the poetry of I am not a gift because she is not a gift. Sure. If we're being honest. She's not. No. She is super shitty. Um, <laughs> the IMDb summary is Tonio makes a disturbing discovery at the shore. Another harrowing night with Emma pushes Camille to her limit. Marianne turns up the heat. So when Emma was writing in the previous episode, she wrote about a bunch of cattle that jumped off a cliff and into the ocean and killed themselves. Yes. And so Tonio and Arnaud are in the ocean doing their fishing things that they're doing and they come across all the cattle. So we now know that what Emma writes is coming to life and that's why Marianne wants her to keep writing because she's writing about all the terrible things that Marianne's doing and Marianne is actually doing them in real life. Yes. So the dead cattle is really the the way we see this uh, inhabited in the fir- for the first time. Correct. And we see it, Marianne do lots of creepy things. But this is the first time we see Emma's writing come to life. Yes. On a larger scale that affects more people. Yes. Um, And that's what Tony, that's the disturbing discovery that Tonio makes. Yes, that is um, the disturbing. <laughs> and it happens right at the beginning. So yes. I don't. <laughs> There's not a lot of other in. things that happens, but this is one of the more boring episodes because we find out a lot more about Emma's relationship with her mother, how mm. the article that Emma wrote really Affected had an effect their on their relationship. Yeah. Um, and mom's back, but she's not 
a hundred percent back. No. And I think, you know, we get the impression that Emma hasn't come back to visit at all since she was young. So it's a big deal that she's back for her family. And I think there's a lot of unresolved issues there. So it's not just, you know, it can't all just be butterflies and happiness. There's a lot of emotions that just have not been discussed or figured out. Correct. She, We get the feeling that she kind of left very abruptly and obviously really did some damage on these relationships. Yeah. Then we find, then um, Emma is invited over to Selby's house. He invited her over with Cam Cam for mm-hmm. dinner to meet his wife, his pregnant wife. So they go to Selby's house and, and Emma is oh, just being the worst. She is the worst, drunkest, awfulest. They're like, it's like the embarrassing, like, don't drink anymore. I'm going to have to move the bottle over here. And she like gets up and goes to the other end of the table to grab it so she can pour herself more wine and get more wasted and be more offensive to Selby's poor pregnant wife. Selby's wife has a son from another relationship. And he's a weird little guy, but he's he's like what, five <laughs> or six years old, but he's like cute. He likes Emma, he but Emma's just like being a little dick to him. Um, but he doesn't care. He like takes it like a champ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's very like, unfazed. Yeah, very unfazed by her being like, you're not really like a part of the new family and yeah. stuff. And he's like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> he doesn't he's care. Like, Can you sign my book, please? Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You know, she's being a little dick. But something that Emma also wrote in when she was writing was that five children hanged themselves. Mm-hmm. On a playground. So they're having dinner, whatever. They can't find this little boy. So they go out searching for him. Emma starts to realize. She finds out about the cattle and she realizes that what she's writing is coming to life. And so she says, I know where you go. You know, she sends them back to this old elementary school by the lighthouse, which we see a lot more in the second half of the series. Um, but we see it for the first time now. Yeah. And we see five children in little animal masks with their mm-hmm. little jump ropes trailing behind them, getting ready to literally hang themselves. It's mm-hmm. very... We Haunting. don't see this a lot on TV. No. <laughs> this and is to... a lot. Yeah. And to backtrack just a little bit, um, yeah. to just really just drive it home on how shitty... Emma, in fact, is, is she tries to corner Selby and make out with him. Oh, yeah. She does that a lot. In This is the first time we actually see it, though, I think. Yeah. In his house. And he's like, every time he's very adamant, like, what are you doing? No. He's married with a pregnant wife inside, Emma. I'm married. I'm happy. That was a long time ago. We're not living in the past. But obviously, she is very much living in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yes, then they they discover that what she is writing is actually – or what she has written, at least this passage, has actually come to fruition. Yeah. So they find the kids, luckily, before any of them, them die. None of yeah. them have died. Thank goodness, because they got there just in time. Yeah. (laughs) Yikes. That is also a very haunting scene. Just in time. Um, And after that happens, they find dad. They find him. They bring him to the hospital. So dad was in a laboratory and he was also surrounded by little parcels so he couldn't move. Is 
this is this episode the where mom goes <laughs> I don't, yeah i don't remember yeah okay that's what yeah. i thought right she we have this really like she locks herself in the bathroom right that's this episode i think they find dad and because emma's like i'm not writing anymore marianne's like all right i'll take a victim you yeah. have your dad now so i'll take your mom even though i already gave her back to you and so her mom like locks herself in the bathroom though and yes. like we hear she's emma's trying to get her to come out and the inspector's trying to you know it's the it's emma the inspector and uh camille that's before they went to selby's house for dinner though yeah tracking a bit and um and the mom says like i don't want her here like yeah, this is i can't the... love her yeah yeah that's part she's... of the unresolved issues i think i mean it's marianne talking a little bit but i think it's mostly her mom being honest yeah that she's you like know... i have no more love to give yeah essentially yeah but you know while emma's with selby and looking for the little kid marianne comes to mom's house and just kills her with a mm-hmm. knife yeah emma finds her mom dead marianne's still the house in the house and emma just fucking strangles the fuck out of her yeah is mom dead or do they have one last moment mom is gone why did i think they had one last moment where marianne's where her mom was like she talks to her mom on the couch okay that's what before I she goes to selby's yeah after the bathroom incident so that's like all at the beginning of the episode yeah um it's so, like they have a moment. It's still not a great moment, but it's Mm-mm. a little less awful than the bathroom moment. <laughs> yeah, it's less than being told like I can't love you anymore. Yeah, like I literally yeah. can't. I'm I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but at the end of this episode, we just have Emma strangling Marianne. Like Cam resuscitates Marianne. Yes. Um, but Marianne leaves leaves Caro's mom's body. Yep. We see it happen. Yep. So Caro's mom is 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 back in episode four, but she's no longer Marianne. Correct. So this was the last episode we got of creepy creepy Marianne. Yeah, Marianne sad. is still creepy. It's just not. It's, it's not, not to as the same creepy. level, guys. It's not the same level of creepy. <laughs> it's just not. Um. Okay, so the last episode we're going to discuss today is episode four. Say un bon moment. Uh, which is it's a beautiful moment yeah Uh, the imdb summary is emma's grieving is cut short by an urgent request and a grisly scene at the doggeron home leads inspector ronan into a world of demonic secrets so in this episode we get some good like good old-fashioned friend friends helping friends um you know, Emma's grieving her mom's death. Yep. Her dad's in the hospital. Let's and be real for a second. Yeah. Based on the stuff that's happened in the last episode and leading us into this episode, if Emma were in the U.S., she would 100% be in prison right now. <laughs> like, I don't know. Are you – what? <laughs> her mom is dead. She's the last person that touched her. And then another woman is but like, but there's strangled. a woman that's that that killed her is there with blood on her hands. Yeah, Emma just strangled she, her. I'm pretty sure that she would be in prison. She's famous. <laughs> famous people don't go to prison for things that's like that. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> if she was a black man, I would agree with you. 
Oh, she's a famous white woman. She's fine. That's true. That's true. This is America. Okay. This is America. Um. So Emma's surrounded by her friends, even Selby. Which, let's be real, like this man is a good man <laughs> for She's being there. Such a good man. And her friends are all there for her. Uh, Aurora tries to make these stuffed tomatoes, which apparently were Emma's mom's mom's specialty. specialty. And we see multiple times throughout the series that people are trying to make Emma stuffed tomatoes and they just never come out the same as her mom's. No. And I mean, but she's trying and it's sweet. This scene is so heartwarming. The big hug that they all give her. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple times that we see these big group friend hugs. I mean, they're, yeah. they're never quite getting along, but they're always just so there they for each, each other. They love each other regardless. Yeah. So definitely nice to see it's that. It's beautiful. Um, I think it just humanizes mm-hmm. them because they have so much unresolved issues. Uh, which you find out more about later on in the series, I think in the next episode mostly. Um, but for now, you know, we can we know they have these issues, but they're still always there for each other. Um, Ron, um, Inspector Ronan shows up and he's just like, we need to go talk to Caro's mom. We need to go talk to her right now. She wants to talk to you. And she's like, mm, I'm kind of mourning my mom right now. <laughs> But she goes. Um, I think she has a vision of Marianne when she's taking a shower or pretending to. Um, Marianne's still very much around. Bugging Emma. Yeah. Leaving notes on the mirror to write and all of these things. So they go to Caro's mom, who's in jail. She's in prison, but they get to talk to her. Yes. And she's just, like, telling her, like... I'm sorry, like, that wasn't me, basically. Um, We find out where Caro's mom is getting the skin, and it's from her husband, Philip, who has been chained up in her house. Oh, my God. That seems so gross. Yep. With giant squares of skin missing all over his body. Poor Philip. So many skin satchels in that room. So many. And the inspector comes in with his little baby scissors and just snips them all down. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many hanging around. I think the interesting thing that I feel like we learned from this is that even though Marianne is encompassing someone and basically possessing them to do these things, the person is still in there and still conscious of what's happening. Yes. Which is very interesting and also very scary in its own right. But they have no control over it. Correct. They just are literally like watching. Watching. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty scary. Super scary. Man. So lots of that. We also have Sebi's uh, baby getting born. Emma's Which, having all of these flash oh my flashes of him having this demon baby. <laughs> the birthing nightmare <laughs> will haunt me for eternity. It's a good one. It's so scary. It's a good one for sure. Um, and Emma running, you know, she wakes up from this premonition and she gets the call like, oh, the baby's coming. And she's like, fuck, that was really a premonition. And she mm-hmm. r- races to the hospital like... I have to talk to Sebi. His baby's going to be a demon. And they're like, what? Uh, they're like, you, you can't okay? go in there. Like, yeah. calm down. And she's like having a meltdown. She's probably wasted, which probably doesn't help her case. No, for real. 
Um, and then we get we get a little bit of a of a history lesson on Marianne. Yes, because our inspector's going around learning as much as he can. He gets this book, and his his occult person helps him. He is to learn living up to things. his name. Yes, his inspector name. So here are the things we know about Marianne. Her parents die. We think probably at her hand. And so her and her cat go to live with these nuns. But then that building burns down. Marianne finds a man and marries him. Lives fairly happily for a while. They have a baby. Um, and the baby is burned to death. So then... Yikes. She has two more kids, uh, somewhat fairly happy, happily, and then brings them into the woods and they, the babies never come back with her. She just comes back alone. Then she kills her husband and marries a demon, Belleth. So that's how that happens. And then she gets killed for killing her husband and then um, supposedly now is haunting people forever in the afterlife. So there you go. As the history do. of Marianne. Yeah. <laughs> doing a lot of awful things in her life and also in death. Yikes. Okay. Mega yikes. So we got that history lesson on Marianne. Um, oh, God. There's a really good scare scene with um, the woman in the reflection coming out of the closet mary ann being in the reflection only but not in the actual closet and so Mm -hmm. you have to look in the mirror to see her but then you look at the actual closet and she's not there and then you look in the mirror and she's coming even closer and then you look at the closet and she's not there very good scare so good really good it's like lights out but there's no lights turning off (laughs) it's true it's just your the mirror and then real life yeah, and she basically says, you're not writing, so we're going to play now. Yeah. And she goes after Tunio. Yes, she does. In a very Exorcist 3 kind of way. It's very, I'm like, I'm like, sir, what are you doing on the dock at like midnight after your, your friend just had a baby? Doing his fishery job. He's doing his work. He's getting yeah. paid. Yeah, he's got to get them them books. One of the things that concerned me, <laughs> and it's stupid, is why was that baby all alone in the middle of the room like a freaking criminal? <laughs> I think it's just because it's a small it's, first town. First of all, yeah, it's a small town, so there's probably not a lot of people in a hospital. And also, it's France, so I feel like, you know, a lot of the times these buildings are a lot older than what we're used to, and it's kind of like whatever's there is what you use, <laughs> you know? It's no just one's so rebuilding. Weird that there's, it's just so weird that they're, like, literally sitting in, like, a security room watching this one monitor of this one baby in the middle of this empty room, and I was like, just someone be in there with a the fucking baby. <laughs> like, Listen. Marianne has to seal him somehow. What is happening? <laughs> Didn't she like get get it so that the baby was alone or something? I don't know because they're both watching the monitor and then like the baby disappears and they're like, where's the baby? 
Yeah, the baby's gone. I, I did write concerned. only one baby in the entire hospital. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> the baby's gone, and then there's one of those stupid skin satchels in its place. Yeah, gross. Not what you want to see instead of your newborn baby. And also, when the, did you notice that when she goes after Tunio, though? Because I said it, you didn't respond, so I don't know if you heard it. That it's a very Exorcist three moment when she like goes after him on the. Oh yeah, the docks because it's like nothing. It's just him there, but he walking can sense away, some, and then you there. see her walking really quick, quickly with her arms out. It's a very like that hospital scene in Exorcist Three. Yeah, very much and he like turns that. around. It's very similar to the to the mirror scene. You know, oh, good. yeah. He looks yeah. not there, but he looks and he's there. Yeah, and he turns his back, and she's there, and then he looks and she's not there. I and feel like he's just this fucked. whole thing has a with the hospital and that scene. It's very Exorcist three to me. Yeah, but I digress. Which we love. We love. We love we a love. little bit of Exorcist three in our lives. Yes. So that's the end. Baby's gone. Tunio gone. Also gone. Yeah. Like, she has taken some victims. She is pissed. It seems like when she gets pissed, she takes two. Yeah. You know? She Not means just business. one. You know? She's got to show you she means business. It's like she murders one, and yeah. then, like, one is still available for recovery. Sure. You know? <laughs> Maybe you can get one back. Yeah. If you do the thing that I Fingers want you to crossed. do. Right. Which one will it be? Well, we don't we know don't yet. Know. <laughs> <laughs> So that's it. That's the end of episode four. Next week, we'll finish up the series with the last four episodes. Yes. Marianne. I'm excited. So the first four episodes are long. They're each almost like an hour, I think. Yeah. Um, we get a few episodes in the next, um, in our next episode that are shorter, like 30, 30 to 40 minutes instead of 50 to 60. So, um. But I think very strong episodes. Very good episodes. They are. They're setting it up. For real. Absolutely. Or absolument, if you want oh, to be French oh, about it. Oh, I do want to be French about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything you want to discuss before we close out for this week? Um, not really. I haven't no. been. I've been watching a lot of just like sh- shows, like series. Yeah series is anything good that you want to discuss um no i watched cheer 2 really fast okay <laughs> i don't know if you watched the first one i did not it was very gripping mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. uh saw scream 5 or just oh, scream okay. <laughs> okay i also saw that you did as well yes um also really been enjoying peacemaker Okay. And uh, I watched Yellow Jackets. There you go. Yeah. And that's on Showtime, right? I don't think I can watch that. It is. It is. Yeah, I don't have Showtime. My aunt was very kind and gave oh. me her login because I wanted to watch Dexter it. Are you watching Dexter then too? Because I would love to watch Dexter, but I do not have Showtime. Not yet, but I am about to take the plunge. I'm like, you know, I would love to watch these things, but I already have so many subscriptions to everything same <laughs> that's I why i was don't... like i'm not gonna buy it but yeah. like my aunt was like here and i was like okay thank you yes I and mean, part there's... of me thought i would like um like pause disney maybe because i haven't been watching disney as much oh man boba fett has been so fun though 
It's hit or miss, I feel like. Robert Rodriguez, I don't really care for his episodes. but I did Bryce... watch Shang-Chi, though, yesterday. Shang-Chi is a great flick. Did you I like it? it. Yeah. I really like it. I really like um, I really like the actors in it. I like Simu and I like Aquafina a lot. Um, so They're great. The whole cast is so good. The cast is very good. And so I really enjoyed it a lot. It was fun. Um, but yeah. And then I'm I'm rewatching Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Um, so and good. it started out as an uh, <laughs> as an ironic rewatch. It's <laughs> the first the first season, at least the first part of the first season, is so cheesy. Yes. Um, but it gets so dramatic and crazy. I forgot how crazy the second season is. Oh my god, the second season is nuts. It gets crazy i am and then not, it gets emotional yes so much happens i do not like the third season i don't like all the ira irish in ireland thing oh, i don't yeah. i don't care about it i hate it so i'm starting to come to the end of that um so i'm getting back into it again but um i didn't watch those episodes last time because i couldn't get into it and i was mm-hmm. like i'm crazy they must not be that bad and then i was watching and i was like yeah i really just don't care about any of these people <laughs> But you um, need to know them. Yeah, I mean, you like need to end. know about it, but also, like, ugh, hurry it up. You know? <laughs> also, Just get the kid and go, go home. Yeah. I don't care about all of this. <laughs> With the priest and everything, like, ugh. Yeah. I don't really remember any of that. It's not To be great. honest. So. It's not great. Uh, but, you know, as a whole, I'm enjoying rewatching the series. I haven't watched it. And I mean, that show is old now. I don't think, you know, you realize how old some of these shows are. I lived in Portland when it was when I was watching it. And I don't was, think I watched it since it was like actually 2008 on. is when it came out, Carly. Oh, see, I got into it later. Yeah. I like but binged still, the first couple seasons. Like that's it's so old. It's so it is, old. but I, I mean, 2008, but it was also on for like seven, six, seven seasons. It was right? on for a while. Yeah. It was on for a while. Did oh, I tell Katie you? Sackle is amazing, by the way. Oh my She's gosh, yes. Phenomenal. Seven seasons, yeah. Um, I was watching it and I finally like caught up. And then um Steve and I went to Comic Con in Portland. I think it's like Wizard World or something like that. And we want we went to the Sons of Anarchy panel. And we were like, I think we were a season behind maybe. I don't know. We were definitely behind at the time that we went to Comic-Con. And it was like Ron Perlman and uh, what the hell is it? Kim Coates? Kim Coates. Yeah. Yeah. And they were taking questions from the audience and someone totally fucking spoiled like (gasps) some really important deaths. Oh, no. And we were pissed. And we were oh, like, no. well, I'm not going to fucking watch it now. But then I ended up, like, then they announced, like, the final season. And I was like, all right, I'm going to catch up. And they, I was still completely shocked because both of the deaths that were spoiled for me were, like, not even sort of how I thought they were going to go down. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> but it definitely put a, a damper <laughs> in my watching plans for Aww. that show. <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with that shit. Yeah. Oh, I saw Kim Coates at Monster Palooza once. He's great. He's hanging out. I don't know if he was in a horror movie or what, but I was just I was just like, oh shit, there's there's Tig. What's up, yes, Tig? Yes. <laughs> Love Tig. He's great. Uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun. 
It's a fun rewatch. I'm enjoying it. Watching a little bit at a time. I, w- I binged it for a few days, but I've been reading a lot in my free time that I don't have a lot of anymore. So when I first moved here, um, Charlie Hunnam, I guess, worked out at the LA Fitness. Oh, I in... think I remember you telling me this. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> my friends were like, yeah, I was at uh, like, I was at LA Fitness or whatever, like the other day and Jax was there and I was like, I'm sorry, what time? And you where? can't be you can't be <laughs> Charlie Hunnam and go to LA Fitness. What are you doing? I was like, um, yes, please. I want to stalk the shit out of him. But obviously does he that not never know that he needs to have like a personal trainer or something? Isn't it weird that he's going to LA Fitness? He's, he's one of the people. <laughs> Do celebrities go to LA Fitness? In Hollywood, I guess. I guess. It's I'm sure now he probably goes to like Equinox or whatever fancy situation there is down I always there. thought that people just had like personal trainers that came to their house. Like they didn't go somewhere to exercise. You know, but he would like ride his bike there probably at like sure. five in the morning. I don't know. Right. It was like he went there like super early and it was probably just like a routine, you know? I'm like making things up. I don't know. <laughs> What's he doing now? I haven't seen Charlie Hunnam in a thing in a minute. I don't know. I feel like the last thing I recall was like Crimson Peak. <laughs> He's in a new show that's oh. being filmed right now. It's called Shantaram. A heroin addict incarcerated for a robbery robbery escapes prison and reinvents himself as a doctor in the slums of Bombay. His ties to the crime underworld there lead him to Af- Afghanistan, where he partners with a mob boss locked in a battle with Russian criminals. What? That's so much information. That is a lot. He's I can't also in a, follow it. <laughs> he's in a movie called Last Looks with Mel Gibson that comes out on Friday, apparently. Oh. I don't know if I care about this show. It sounds too busy. He's a heroin addict. He's in jail. He escapes. He's a doctor. He goes to (laughs) Afghanistan. He's with the mob. Like it's a lot to unpack. It's It's too much. Is that the whole first season? Because that seems like a lot to happen in just one season. (laughs) First episode. No. (laughs) (laughs) I would think like the first sentence maybe would be an entire season. (sighs) Charlie Hunnam. If only he did. What he was supposed to and did Fifty Shades of Grey. But no. Oh. But no. I been, no. Ugh. He should have. That was such, I forgot about that. That was that's a sad Dornan day. For... Bullshit. <laughs> He's fine. Did you see Belfast? No, I don't mind Jamie. Jamie Dornan, don't get me wrong. I just think he's <laughs> all wrong for that part. He's just yeah. absolutely all wrong for it. Um. Anyway. Okay. Charlie Hunnam would have been fire. I mean, it's just Jamie Dornan does not have an edge to me. He's no. he's like a marshmallow. He's, he's great. Total he's marshmallow. A, he's good at acting, but he's a, he's he's not intimidating at no. all. Even no. when he's trying his hardest. God love Correct. him. Correct. All right. Correct. 
That's anyway. my opinion. As and Jamie Dornan in Fifty Shades of Grey. You're welcome. In case you're wondering. In case you were wondering. Um, all right. I think that's all I have. You have anything else? Nope. That's it. Okay. Until next week when we finish out the Marianne series. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly.